Well, hello there, Mark. Well, hey there, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I went to uh, went to the plasma donation place today. Made a hundred bucks. Saved some lives. Like feeling pretty good about myself. What What have you been up to lately? Good for you, man. That's that's awesome. Saving lives. Did you get the cool little mug? Saying you gave I did plasma? not. I did not get the cool mug. No, but I if I go like three times in a month, I think they give me like platinum points or some shit. I don't know. Uh, at okay. this point, because I'm a new plasma donor, I get like a hundred bucks a pop for this for the first like thirty days. So I'm like, oh, that's yeah. not bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, giddy up. I wish I was in as good a spirits as you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's going on, man? I had a weird day today. Um, so we got this um, security guard at work, right? You know, just kind of hang out, watch the front desk, make sure everything's right. up and up. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I guess, information in the building. So cyber attacks, I don't, whatever. Uh, anyway, there was like, I guess it was bring your kid to work day. Okay. So I walk in and I say hi to the security guard and I see the kid and he's playing with this like weird flat or this weird like picture that he cut out and it's like of a dude with a big nose and a dumb looking hat and i'm like oh shit is that flat stanley and he's like no man this is skinny chachi and i'm like oh (laughs) what's skinny chachi do and he's like i make tiktok videos with him and then i like you know get to be an influencer and push products i'm like dude that's dumb you're 10 don't like sell out to the capitalist overlords and he's like okay yeah but check out this video that i just made and he shows me a video of like me walking in and like talking to his parent and like he turns over this like skinny chachi and on the back it says listen to the dang old podcast what the hell is that <laughs> uh well it's a uh, very very good advice for uh, all you people out there in podcast land that i can now officially welcome to the dang old podcast this here is a weekly king of the hill podcast where i johnny and my good buddy mark we talk about two episodes of that beloved animated classic King of the Hill by Mike Judge. Uh, we take two episodes each week and we talk about the highs, the lows, what we like, what we don't like, what's really, really pretty. Because we tend to, to talk about how pretty every episode is now and I'm freaking, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, we slap it with our patented rating system and hey man, with that, I say we uh, we get right into this uh, this hoss. Yeah, I think it's time, right? <laughs> This I don't know what that was, but yeah, we're going <laughs> gonna for get it. into this. Guys, we're, st- <laughs> we're gonna start with episode one sixty five, Dale Tech. Um, fair, fair warning here, by the way. Mark and I usually record these in the morning, and it is uh, seven o'clock in the evening, and he and I both have libations. So this could turn into a very interesting episode, guys. I'm also sick as shit. Only time guys. will tell. <laughs> it's it's true. Walking it's true. pneumonia. I had to quarantine myself when I saw him in person yesterday. It was a very impressive thing. I had to kick right, so Johnny me... out of the thing. Guys, y'all don't know how hard it was. I had to kick Johnny out of the think hole yesterday. He swung by Alamosa. He did. You are right, John. I'm sorry. I buried the lead a bit. You brought me some beers. Yeah. I am drinking a red rum ale out of Estes Park Brewery. It, it is 7 o'clock at night and not 8 in the morning, so I don't feel bad about drinking a beer as we record tonight. <laughs> what are you, what yes, are you drinking exactly. on? Um. So I have here uh, Italian style Pilsner. That's what's in my Wizard's cup, if you will. I and I no, will. there's got to be, there's got to be a better way to phrase that. That's what's in my Alamo mug. 
Um, <laughs> it's an Italian style pilsner from Upslope Brewing out of Boulder. And let me tell you this, guys, it's it's like selling points here other than saying chin chin on top is ingredients are snowmelt, malt, German noble type hops and yeast. And I can tell you for sure, this tastes like a shitty German beer. So they did their fucking homework. Well, I'll drink to that, buddy. Uh, cheers to that. Cheers, sir. So we're going to start this week, episode 165, Dale Tech. Original air date, March 28th, 2004. This was written by J.B. Cook. We've seen him before. We'll see him again. Um, he's got some of the more hated episodes of King of the Hill. Uh, I think the, the community consensus on at least these two is very, very low. Like, their opinion of it is very low. Uh, Hank's Bully is one of them in here. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. You said, you've told me before, you don't really remember that episode, right, Mark? No, I know Dusty Old Bones, but I don't never really remember it. And I know that Hank can't punch okay. a minor, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you've ever wanted to see it more, then that's the episode. Uh, so he wrote Hank's Bully, but uh, but he also wrote our, probably our most hated Christmas episode, Mrs. Wakefield. Yes. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we won't see too much more of him. We're guaranteed, I guess, as of today, breaking news, guys. We're not going to see him on the writing staff of the reboot. Uh, they're only bringing one person back. But you're going to have to wait to Real? find out who that is. Yeah, we're going to say it at the end of the episode. <laughs> Let me tell you how excited I am for that. <laughs> Give you <laughs> listeners something to stick around for. Hi. We'll just skip all the way to the end. I don't care. It, it tells us it's a full watch in, or a full listen anyway. We're good. And then uh, go guys, back and restart pass- it and do that again like four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please. Uh, cast of characters this week, Hank, Peggy, Bobby, and Cotton Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Bill DeBetrove, Boom Hauer, Kahneman, Supanusapone, and Nancy and Joseph Gribble. Uh, I was trying to think if Nancy actually has speaking lines in this, and I think she does, but I don't remember. Yeah, the very, yeah, the um, whole B-plot, the whole genesis of the B-plot. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah. you're right. Yep, yeah, she does. Sorry, I'm, I'm just thinking of the... Oh no! Wait, the one, that, like, dude, that's next big week. Scene. Holy shit, that's next week. I'm sorry. Or no, that's next episode. Is the fucking flat? Stand that is way. next episode. See, that's okay, how well, so dumb that right like then. B plot is. You don't know where it falls. Like, no, 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 no. Um, the uh, I'm thinking of her at the end of probably the second act here, where they have everybody in Hank's living room, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Nancy's there, but she's not doing anything. So, yeah, right. Um, you ready for a synopsis, buddy? Lay it on me, buddy. There is trouble brewing on Rainy Street, and it helps Cotton find his purpose in his day-to-day activities. Hot damn, do we get a good Cotton episode this week. Yeah. Can... I think it's a good... That's that's me asserting my opinion on this podcast here. It's a good fucking Cotton episode. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I give you my uh, synopsis really quick? Oh, please. Please do. Um... To fill some newly found gaps in his time, Cotton becomes a devoted fan of Devo. Because <laughs> you got to well, whip sure it. sure as heck doesn't do any woman's work. Because you got to whip it, Johnny. You got to whip it good. You got to whip it good. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the steroids, gang. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark is dying. I'm going to tell you our A story characters, Hank and Cotton. B story characters is Dale. It's not really a B story. It's definitely a sub subprime A, um, but eh, it all weaves itself pretty good. Let's get into some notes, man. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the story. It's all right. I don't know. I got hung up on how it all ties together, but I think you're right. It is just subprime A. Yeah. 
Um, number one, Dale pulled a YouTube, started monetizing for, or, you know, charging people for what was already free and probably should have stayed that way. Yeah. So number two, do Cotton and Didi, are they divorced? What's going on? I feel like I don't remember Didi later on. So I just. No, she's, she's, she's there. They're, they don't get divorced. She's leaving, but she's leaving, right? Like, or she's not leaving, yeah. but oh, she's yeah. going she's away pissed. for a while. Oh, she's pissed. Yeah. Summer, yeah. Well, some of Autumn. Summer autumn. Yeah. Uh, I just, and but then I got to thinking about it and do we see them get divorced? Does he ever say like, oh yeah, did he left me? I don't think so. And I know we don't have very many cotton episodes left. That's where I'm at. Like we're like ramping up to death picks cotton. Yeah. Um, other cotton note. Has he always said hot Burke? I don't think so. This, that might be a first. Okay. He's got a new catchphrase. Okay. Yeah. Did you notice that? It's well, cause he's, I know he says it at least once. Is he, he say it more than once in this episode that I just didn't catch. Yeah. Like four times. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. We'll, we'll just classify that up. I don't know what his, his other, like, like most quote quoted thing would be. Probably cling peaches and heavy syrup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or pump <laughs> jockey. Works for tips. I don't know. You can, okay, you can also make you, no, no, we can't. I was gonna say because uh, I'm telling that to I'm telling that to me. I'm telling that to like now, Mark, to be like, all right, you need to be mindful of what you're doing. <laughs> <coughs> and we know you're not doing some sort of woman's work, Mark. <laughs> some kind of woman's work? Because he says that a couple of times this episode too. He does, but he's mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Um. So we get a really cool moment with Cotton and Peggy in the kitchen when she's trying to make up the Spanish Spanish crossword puzzle. Yeah. And I have a a B storyline as a flashback to pitch for the reboot. It's Cotton and Peggy playing Boggle and hating each other, but becoming like begrudging, like just the greatest of frenemy because they both respect the other one. Cotton rattles off four letter words in English and Spanish just so readily. Yes. Like, dude, there's no reason that him and Peggy cannot just like hammer out boggle. And it just be, it would just be one, like, cause I'm sure they're going to flashback it like Simpsons does, you know, or like, because we watched the Simpsons in the nineties but we didn't see what the Simpsons were doing in the nineties or whatever. So like right. in a flashback to that, it'll just be one episode, a, a 10 minute, like it'll be 10 minutes of the entire plot. Maybe that's probably even too much of just cotton and Peggy playing boggle. And like, yeah, just, oh, her, it yeah. starts with like her and Luann and then like cotton walks in. What are you doing? Some type of women's game. I don't know <laughs> who taught you to read. I, it, it doesn't matter. And then he just like, Stands there, like, watches Luann panic and then stands there and starts, like, yelling words at her. Kicks her out, takes the pencil, and the entire rest of the B-plot is just Cotton and Peggy playing Boggle. Okay, I'm done talking about that one. Yeah. No, dude, I would watch that. (coughs) I think it'd be fun. Like, just compelling. Like, it would give Cotton. Peggy and Cotton already begrudgingly like each other. We saw it in Cotton's plot, and Peggy forgot that she liked him, and I don't really blame blame her. But, like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, whippy. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> whippy. Whippy. 
How are you doing your toilet paper? Because apparently this is like a divorceable thing I am led to understand. Um, for the almost 15 years that she and I have been together and lived together, my wife and I have always done it. Um, toilet paper roll is over, not under. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. I don't want my shit tickets riding along, like cruising along the wall and picking up whatever else is on the wall before it gets to my ass. Wait, what? So it, you I got shit I, in your hands. What are you doing? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is. There might be something on the wall. I don't know. There's bugs back there. There's other random stuff. And I don't want my toilet paper ah. touching the wall before it like before I wad it up and use it for my own refuse. If you there is, gotta maintain you gotta maintain its purity. You can be only the only one touching it. I understand. Yes. It, well exactly. I mean, what happens if Mark, you and I have both lived in Colorado our whole lives, right? What happens yep. if the one day that you're not paying attention, you go in, you're like blackout hammer drunk and there is like a fucking miller moth back there that you just don't realize and you grab it and you accidentally squish half of it and you go and grab it and now you're wiping your ass with like miller moth i'll bend him over then i'll take him to brown town <laughs> i don't know yeah it's pretty gross like i don't know it's i don't like things anywhere near my butthole i really okay. you know if i if i could get away with it and i don't my flat in germany doesn't have this but i would fucking add one if i could i'd have a bidet i wouldn't even use paper but i don't know i like i like clean that's what i like i'm also a big boy I, and it's hard to wipe so <laughs> is there a b plot i'm not really sure is it i, I said i wasn't going to talk about it pretend i didn't bring no. it up um, okay, Johnny, I'm just going to say this out loud. Fuck the police. Now, that might be slander, but I wrote it down, so in print, it's liable. ACAB. I don't know why I wrote that, but I was thinking of uh, J. Jonah Jameson. We get a double <laughs> fisting of Toby Huss. Um, we do. Blue flame to Toby Huss. He does an amazing job. Um, yeah. He does multiple levels of cotton, and it is cool to see. Um, we also get multiple levels of con in this episode. Yeah, but the gross kind of multiple levels of con. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, <coughs> finally, so speaking of the multiple level of con, did they see men's, and I translated this for you, buddy, tau noms or breasts? <laughs> um, I hope so. I really hope so. And I say I that just... because... I have a feeling Cotton would have watched the th that thing the whole way through and had a newfound respect for them. <laughs> and I don't know what Dale would have done. <laughs> Mentally compared Nan Nan's can cans to Min's Tao Nom. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or Dale would have been the guy that was like, no, nah, I don't need to see this. I got Nancy. And he would have walked away. <laughs> Cotton's not passing up a free show, but Dale actually might. Uh, you put it out there. They want you. I'm assuming you did this. Oh, I guess you didn't put it out there, huh? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Bad mark. Bad. <coughs> I'm so used to the like nanny cam footage culture we live in now. Yeah. Uh, how about you, buddy? Give me some notes. I've been talking for a goddamn minute. No, you're okay. Um, this is the first cold open we've gotten, I think, this season. And in a while, yeah. I appreciate that it's con because this sets up so much of this episode with like a 10 second clip. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? And we get, mm -hmm. we get to, we get to start the, 
the episode off on a high note because it's Han or wow, because it's Khan teasing Hank. Mm -hmm. And you know that that's going to happen all episode. Now, if they're going to start on that, we get our credits. And then the first interaction they have within that, that opening 30 seconds is also Khan screwing with him. Like, okay, we're in for something good here. Um, so I, I appreciate the cold open and how they used it. I also really appreciate how positive Khan is on his body because he is, he is not a, he's not a, like a gross human being. He's not a Bill Dotrieve in the alley, but he's also not a John Redcorn by any means. I would put him. But we saw him. Remember we saw him when he was all ripped to shit in, um, what? Get your freak off. Yeah. And he had the six pack. Yeah. I don't know. I would put I'm just him saying. on the hotness meter. I would put him in between Dale's track team physique and John Redcorn. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I want you to put a pin in this thought. Okay. Okay. Put a pin in this thought. That's our rating system. <laughs> Sorry, the hotness level of. Yes. I'm turning into Harvey Firestein. I'm sorry. That's okay. I love Harvey Firestein. Uh, I do wow. too, darling, but God, I can't do that voice. <laughs> <coughs> no, don't fuck yourself up on my account, buddy. Um, no, I don't know. No, it's, no. I, I, I love that it's multiple times this episode, though, where Khan is not afraid to be an exhibitionist. And that's not something that people that have a, a bad, bad body image can do. So good on him. Uh, we've yeah. got a... Well, I don't remember what it is he's singing at the very beginning uh, during the cold open, but I know later on he's singing Dead Man's Party by Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo. So there's our music cue for the... shit. That's our music cue for the episode. (laughs) Um, You're going to make me fucking find that. Damn it, John. (laughs) Because I... I I used to voluntarily and, and lovingly listen to Oingo Boingo. So it was a, it was easy. It's like one of their most famous songs. Okay, so old Spanky or Sergeant Whippy, which is the which is the better implement of destruction, Mark? Oh, Sergeant Whippy, he kills the man's driver's license. Like that's true, but isn't old? Oh no, I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of a two by four. For some for some reason, I thought Chip Block was strapped to old Spanky, and they were both put through the shredder. shredder. But old Spanky did that on his own. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just find it funny well, that we've we've now had two named implements of beating. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, never mind. We can't. We can't. We can't. <laughs> no, we can't. We can, we are we already. We I was going to say, what's your D and D loadout for um, <laughs> King of the Hill? You oh, got the rainbow, shit. the the rainbow blazer of protection. Um, you've got Sergeant Whippy, the enchanted whip and or limitless rope, uh, <laughs> old Spanky, your plus two club. club? <laughs> It'd be a club, right? Oh of yeah. Ass whooping. <laughs> oh yeah. You got your Alamo glasses of far seeing. Give you a plus okay. two boost to pers- Yeah, we got this. Yeah, it's in. Oh, yeah. So, oh, no, you plan a long... Hey, gang, you stay followed up for this one. Uh, as soon as that reboot releases, Johnny and I are releasing our own playable King of the Hill tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> um, you are forgetting the um, the full set of plate armor. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's like the magical <laughs> item. That's a boss. That's the that's the boss. That's it's Dale as the boss. You have to. Beat you know him. the what is it the the oh what are they called the the Argonath the giant statues in Lord of the Rings that like block the river. Mm-hmm. Like it's that. That's how you know that you have reached the like entrance to the Doom Castle of Thatherton is you see the, like, twin knights of Grib and of the twin knights of Gribtrieve, both adorned in their vestments. Forever standing watch. Holy shit. Okay, now that we've alienated half the audience here. um, I'm sorry, guys, it's the steroids. The the only other note I've got here is that this this is one of the better side stories with Khan and Min, where they're really not involved all that much, and yet this this whole thing wouldn't work without them. So I just want to give a props to, yeah. like, you guys used them the perfect amount. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. You ma- made them give stakes to the rest of the story, and we got to enjoy them. So thank you for that. But yeah. that's uh, that's it for my notes. Give me pros, man. Pros. Um, whippy. I just, oh, my God. <laughs> but also I wrote... So I, I'm just going to read this verbatim. Um, I saw the title come up on Hulu and I wrote whippy my favorite cotton bit before this shit even starts. Like I rem- I saw the <laughs> title and got to remember whippy and then Hank going, you're a uh, whippy. I, you and I, that was one of those ones, you know, we always talk about how we live together and we'd greet each other with you're a pump jockey and you work for tips and all this good <laughs> yes. shit. Whippy was in the rotation often and boy, it brought me a lot of good tidings of memory. Yes. Um, anytime Khan wiggles his ass, I know I'm getting very broad with my pros and or favorite moments, but anytime Khan shakes that little Laotian ass, I'm into it. I love it. It makes me so goddamn happy. Him in his sudsy bikini. It's like I said, it's a perfect amount of Khan <laughs> for this episode. Yes. Yes. Um, cotton stab testing of the kitchen. I don't... <laughs> I almost think, think it's gratuitous. You but took God first, damn it! It's my so funny. <laughs> That's my first pro. I'm sorry. No, his I'm method sorry, for buddy. finding so. No, it's. I'm glad. Like I said, I, I love it when you and I have the same shit because it makes me think that we're basically just watching this together. <laughs> it's just so good and lemon, soda pop. <laughs> um, there's a lot of um. I don't know how to phrase this. This is a late season episode, and it should be because Hank has no problem really standing up to Cotton. Yeah. Like, whereas before, Hank will lay down and let Cotton kind of roll all over him. Nah, he puts him in his place, like, almost immediately. Like, at that meeting or whatever, and he's like, okay, no, we're done. We're done. Like, I really appreciate that. But then also, to Cotton's credit, Cotton kind of just backs down without much of a fight, you know? Yeah. And like, so now both these characters who we've seen clash pretty, I would say with resolution since 12 pretty darn angry men. Yeah. Like, and now we're getting a better power dynamic shit anymore. Yeah. He knows. No, he knows he needs to step in and have a firmer hand. Exactly. Yeah. And I really like that. I think that's great. Um, those are my pros, buddy. What you got for me? Okay. Um, yeah, Cotton's method for finding salt in the pantry. We just start stabbing shit. That's, that's never not going to be a pro to me because not only is it funny, but it's the most cotton thing cotton could do at that moment. 
mm-hmm. it's exactly what you need at that moment. That's him. That's that, that's tantamount to him walking in and saying, "Smells like pancakes. I'll have waffles." Like, he, he it's so fucking good. Um, he is kind of surprisingly good at at what he's doing. Now, I I, I say surprising because it's not like he doesn't mm-hmm. have skills. But what did he do? He was in the army. And he did shit in the army, and he installed asbestos. Like, that's pretty much his work history. He's never been an investigator. He was never a cop. Like, his his whole, like, way of deducing and putting things together, it's just very interesting to me. Um, yes. I I think yes. it's funny. You can see how light-handed he is on Bobby compared to Luann. Because w- what does he do to Luann? He whips her driving license in half yeah. because she didn't signal. Yeah. Um, also sidebar for half a second. Luann is so fucking stupid in this episode. It makes me mad. She's, we're, we're regressed real hard. It's like they they forgot she was ever in community college. Anyway. Um, so when he sees Bobby and Bobby, what are you going to, what are you, what are you going to do? I'm going to go yell swear. It's no, you're not. You're going to turn around. There's no, I mean, obviously it's not the same thing. Like you can't whip Bobby for no reason, but. He, there's a yes. much lighter hand when it comes to him. Um, I wrote it in here and it needs to be said again. Oh, crap. Holy crap. Cotton is so good in this episode. He's so, so good. And I don't feel like he is overly... Like sometimes we have problems with Cotton because he doesn't fit in with our culture now. He's very not PC. He says a lot of shit that he really shouldn't. You can't go around screaming Tojo and lighting shit on fire just because anymore. But he is... <laughs> Can't, no, can't like, but like he butter. is very, he's very funny without stepping over that line in this episode. And I'm, oh, fuck, do I appreciate it? Um, and then I noticed something specifically. My last pro here is they drew everybody so pissed off at him at the end of that meeting when he's got his, when he's got Mr. Whoopi and Hank is now taking it from yes. him. And you look at everybody's face as they're staring at him, Lu- Luann specifically. And I'm like, Dude, these they're more pissed at him for this mm-hmm. than when he burned down the church. Because as far as everybody else knows, he's I mean, still yeah, the one who burned down the fucking church. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, you, wow. Well, okay, but I mean, really? How mad are you going to be that they, you, you miss church for a week? Oh, yeah. No. I get to watch the Vikings. But you know, and I just I thought it was interesting. Oh, no. They they condensed a lot of Rainy Street for a change. We didn't have to <laughs> no, venture I, I outside of you, Rainy yeah. Street really in this whole episode, with the exception of the uh, the the gray care. You know, but too, I kind of go back to my original thesis of, or I guess my third original thesis of this podcast of like, what about the neighbors, like the rest of the people on Rainy Street? Yeah, what about the people that live next door to Boomhauer? Is is Cotton going and fucking them up or? Is it just the, right. like, quad yard area? <laughs> I like to imagine that in earlier seasons, we just never got to see it, but that Cotton and Pops were friends. Okay, I'll buy that. Or at least frenemies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's my pros. Uh, cons, buddy. <laughs> Topsy's dead. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you. That's my first one. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's Hopsy is dead with a sad frowny face. I wrote uh, exclamation point, but I was doing it like cotton. Topsy's dead. 
Um, rest in peace, Toppington. Rest in power, King. <sighs> He's blowing ping balls at Jesus. Ping pong balls at Jesus now. Yes. <laughs> uh, con grapefruit juice, just as a general. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a con for you, not for me. I love grapefruit juice. Interesting. Um, I love grapefruit everything, dude. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, it doesn't love me. It's really bad for my fucking thyroid, so oh, okay. I don't get it very often. Okay. But um, there's a bit in here, and I really just can't stand it. It's the Dale going, "Hank, look, propane." I just okay, get out of my Google Doc, you shit. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I'm... No, I just don't care for that bit. It's... There's so much better shit. Neither do like, I. I would watch Pocket Sand, yes. and that's my purse a hundred times before I'd watch that bit again. I just don't like it. It it feels like the low hanging fruit of the episode. It's the low hanging um, fruit, or even of the, of the season. Like, yeah, like okay, that's that's it's dumb. It doesn't need to be said. It doesn't need to be done. I guess if if they're gonna use it once, then it's once. Unfortunately, it's one fucking thing that has now been memed into oblivion. Yeah. Like, I there's just so much better ones, and I feel like that one is just maybe I spent too much time on our King of the Hill. I don't know. Um. Maybe. Uh, where's Fred Willard at as the cop? I didn't know he was in this episode. No, he's, but he should have he, been. No, he's he not. That's my point. Where is he? Why isn't he here? Like, mm. he's been a cop already this season and the Forest Ranger, so why... I just, you know, I. that's a really nitpicky thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, how about you, cons? Well, because you can't... Or what? Well, I was going to say, because you, you can't have the world's angriest man and the world's nicest man, like, be in the same room together, especially when they're both supposed to be old men. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the only other one I've got that you didn't hit already is that I really don't like that Cotton almost kills Boomhauer. Oh, shit, I know. <laughs> that was dark. Like, that... I, I, I know it's an animated show, and I really shouldn't have that much investment in it, but, like, him, when, when he finally lifts it up and goes... Um, uh, Cotton says something about all you had to do is drop a jalopy on a man to get him to tell you the truth. But the look on Boomhauer's face when he comes out of that, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. You almost fucking died just now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, don't care for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't care for that. Um, favorite moments, Mark. And you're not allowed to say every cotton line. Okay. Um, but I've got two cotton lines, so don't pick mine. Give me your cotton lines. <laughs> Ten four, man. Fuck you. I've used that. <laughs> I've used it so many times. Is that the only one you have? I got another one. But fuck oh, you, because no. that's no, my only you cotton. T- that's my one cotton. Is that I? I it broke. I almost um. I got. I almost like got <laughs> fucked up laughing so hard at this because I started choking on like my cotton. Yeah. And I could not breathe. And like Amanda's watching me die. And I'm like slamming my hand on the controller to like pause the episode and she's just like what is happening to you and i just laugh it's quite possibly quite possibly the best the the best insult that anyone has ever thrown at margaret hill yes and it's quite possibly the best interaction that that cotton and peggy have ever had together (laughs) (laughs) it's so good 10 for oh, man i feel bad holy shit why i took all yours so it's only fair <laughs> well i got one more and it is a cotton line you want me to give you that Hell one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Oh, dang it, Wolfman. Your belly beard burned out the motor. <laughs> Poor Bill. <laughs> okay, but let's be real here. That looks painful as fuck. Yes, yes it did. <laughs> oh, okay, what, what else you got here? Because I took your good one. Oh, no, you're good. The whole nanny cam scene and then the whole just all of it. Or not nanny cam, but like when they're spying on Min and Khan and just... Oh yeah, that whole that whole scene, just that whole scene is amazing. Oh, I'm such a stupid hillbilly. <laughs> so good, Toby Huss is so good. Oh my god, he's amazing, and I love him. And oh, this episode's great. Um, with that being said, I think we need to discuss our rating system. Yeah, I think so. All right, you you want to give her a go? Yeah, and I'm gonna need you to kind of tag in here with me a little bit. Um, but so at the very, very bottom is, uh, charcoal. Charcoal is a failure of an episode. It is an F rating. It absolutely sucks. You don't need to watch this. You will turn it off. And in terms of what our rating system is tonight, it's the hotness of the alley. That's right, gang. So at the very, very bottom, you got Dil- Bill Dabatrov as charcoal. <laughs> you see Bill nude, you're going to like, want to like wash your eyes with charcoal and then blow them dry with propane. Like... Just oh. seeing him without without socks on is going to give you foot fungus. So, but he's got ball fungus. I, you know, I just it's Ugh. awful. And I bet you Bill's hung like a Ugh. fucking tank. Just a there's a fucking bulldozer in there, and he just never gets to use it. Like let's pile more tragedy <laughs> onto tragedy. Uh, above that is Megalo. Megalo is a C. It's not a good episode. It's kind of sad. It's doesn't hold up. The writing is chuggy, but there's little bits in it there that are better. Um, in terms of this, I'm going to say the butane of naked people on the alley is Peggy Hill. Ooh. Cause I would disagree. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I don't know. I don't want to see it, but I'm going to take a look. Yeah. See, that's Dale for me. Okay. Okay. I think to me, at least Dale fits that a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> but yeah okay yeah two each is over no 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 i'm just sorry i interrupted you no, keep, not, keep I, I said i'm gonna need your help um above that is butane butane is a bastard gas and this is a bastard episode you love to hate it and you hate to love it um the writing is all right the characters are all right if you're doing nothing at two in the morning well you might watch this episode but it's just not one yeah. you want to throw on but you can um in terms of this, what do you what do you got? What's your lead for this one? Uh, so for for the middle of the road for the alley for naked people in the alley, it's Hank and Peggy. Oh, I think they are average in every respect. You know, Hank is not he he's for for whatever he is packing and for however buff he gets from jumping shit to to run away from bulls. Hank ain't got no ass, man. <laughs> okay, I know you think it's back, but. White man ain't got no ass, and he's got a tiny ass urethra. So, you know, um, and I think Peggy compliments that. Okay, I really think because it doesn't matter. She could be she could be a fucking dynamite knockout like nine point nine in everything else, but the hair and the feet fucking kill it for me. So that brings her all the way down to a C. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> 
Yes. Above that is our Charking. Charking is a gold rank. It's an amazing episode. This is an episode you're going to show to somebody. This is an episode that it's going to come on. And yeah, you got to make dinner with your grandparents in 20 minutes or in 30 minutes. But ah, this one just started and I might as well finish it, right? They're going to be there in 33 minutes. But there's just something about it that hangs you up. It's not quite right. Maybe you need some context to enjoy it. And for that, Johnny... Do you know who my Char King is? Because I bet you can't guess. I, I'm gonna. I'm curious. It's Luann. Who is it, Mark? It's Luann Platter. Huh. Because, and you know this, okay. you can attest to this. Before we started this project, I never even liked her as a. I couldn't stand Luann anyway. Let alone as like an enjoyable character. And now I'm in, like deeply in love with her. And the problem is, I needed that context. And just like that, you need the context to yeah. appreciate this episode. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, my my Char Kings. That's gonna be um, Boomhauer. It's gonna be Con Boomhauer slash Con. Boom. They're the guys Con that Hauer. consistently get things done. Yeah, Con Hauer. Um, it, it that's they're the ones that are gonna get cons- things consistently done, and they're they're gonna have high numbers. That's just they're gonna have a high body count because that's who they are. Okay. I like it. <laughs> uh, Persistence. Yeah. Finally is the blue flame of valor. This is the greatest episode that you can ever have a King of the Hill. Um, you can show this to anybody with zero context at all and they will love it. The writing is on point. The animation is on point. The sound design is on point. I think we've given points for like Foley work before and gotten horned up for it. Like, Oh, we have, we have, and it's literally We're every, geeks yeah, about this shit. yeah, it's, it's just every single piece clicks into place. It's all perfect. It's all worth it. You feel the like wind blowing through your long black mane of native American hair. And you hear the flute riff blowing around your beautifully sculpted native American ears. That's right, Johnny, you already called it. Blue flame of valor is John Redcorn. Cause goddamn. I'm going to throw it up there too. It's so for me, it's, it's Redcorn, And for, for our general show consensus, that's where I'm going to put Luann. Okay. No, that's not for me personally. It's just for, for sake of the show. I'm more of a min guy you. myself, but that's me. Give <laughs> uh, Dale Tech. <laughs> um, I'm giving it the Conhauer. Uh, 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 Conhauer. It, it got a charking. It got a. It got a charking from me, man. I, and my reasoning here usually I have a little sentence that that describes like why I liked it or whatever. My sentence for this episode is I had a stupid grin on my face this whole time. Okay. Like all 20 minutes, I was just happy. Okay. Um, God, it was. I, I want to say it's refreshing, but it's really not. It's I, I feel very validated when I come to an answer like this because I'm like, this is exactly why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you the diamonds that are in the rough because we're in the fucking rough at this point. But every now and then we do have a couple of good ones, and we've had a couple of real good ones in the last few weeks. Yes, we have. So, yeah. oh, it's it just I feel so damn validated right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about you, buddy? What you what rating did you give it? Initially, I gave it a charcoal because Manimal almost killed me. <laughs> and quite frankly, a TV show that kills okay. me is a bad TV show. But I amended that. It's dude. It's another Conhauer. It's this is a Conhauer Imperial. Like yes, <laughs> this is such a great episode. It's like you're saying. I just sat there and smiled at it. Like it was amazing. Yes. Yeah, I, it was great. Oh, it made me so happy. Well, what do you say we scoot on over to the next one? Because we still got a whole other episode to talk about this week. Um, We do, but I got a problem. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, I checked the dangle mailbox, and it looks like there's some bills, 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 and also some breaking King of the Hill news. Oh, man. Nice nice type set, I guess. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, number one, I want to start this out. Uh, listener Oscar replied to us talking about what would have been so much to talk about the mob mentality during the flood episode or even Billy using Hank as a scapegoat. Oscar, that's a very solid point. You're right. We kind of just yes ended and glossed over the fact. I just kind of took it as, you know, the plot reasoning that, you know, you can have happy Hank or sad Hank and or asshole Hank. And this time you had to be asshole Hank. Oh, yeah. It seems like we get um, we get a lot of mob mentality against Hank in in many episodes. Um, we saw it not even that long ago. I, I'm trying to th- think of the name, but it's the Girl Stravaganza episode with um, Miseducation Bobby, Bobby Hill. Yeah, and, and you know because Hank is not doing what the 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 shifty um, greasy salesman routine. Everybody just starts like, oh, like, oh, bye. Why do I want to listen to you? Like, I don't want any of this shit. Um, he he becomes the butt of the joke. I think, Oscar. If I ca- if I had to explain it, my reasoning behind it is they know that Hank mm-hmm. is a strong enough character that he will take the criticism but not internalize it. Um, he's gonna say, "Cool, you don't like me. I don't really give a shit. I've got a job to do." Everybody else, the, if you were to say that about them, Peggy is like the most fragile human, so she's gonna take any criticism directly to heart. You can't have her be that focal point in the middle of these episodes when you need a bad guy. And, and especially if you're trying to build up Bill like they were in that last episode, I think it it's it's an easy, natural way to progress into that of what's the best way to build up Bill? Well, make him look really good next to the guy who's actually really good and had to make the hard choice. Mm-hmm. And then what? how do you make that even stronger? By shitting all over the guy that made the right choice. Yeah. Well said, buddy. Well said. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, um, th- yeah. Thank you, Oscar. That was on we, we want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. And then um, from our Facebook, um, Jen wrote me back, and she said this was a query to my question. Do y'all have screens in Texas? Uh, this is what she wrote on our Facebook wall. Ah. We totally have screens on our windows. However, our windows are barely ever open because it's so fucking hot and humid and disgusting down here <laughs> on the Gulf Coast. Which is yeah. exactly the answer that I wanted, and I super appreciate it. Thank you for listening, Jen. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. I imagine it's closed the entire time because you've either got a swamp cooler or AC running every fucking moment of the day, mm-hmm. even in the middle of winter, because it's always so gross and hot there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, thank you. Again, this is the stuff we miss out on. Colorado's a dry, cold heat. Oh, it's so fucking dry here. <laughs> it's actually been snowing for the last all day it's kind of neat um and then we got one more piece of breaking news johnny you want to deliver what you delivered me today yeah yeah so um i don't know how many of you listeners out there frequent the subreddit for king of the hill rkoth um but uh, per them and per uh, some of the announcements uh they have confirmed there is only one returning writer from the from the original series that is going to be working on the reboot and that is norm hiscock um, I have some pretty mixed feelings about this because Norm Hiscock has got a lot of really good episodes, but one that I have famously like shit all over because I hate what it turned the series into is one of his babies and everybody is going to love him for it. And that's Bobby goes nuts. Yeah. So 
I am not super excited for him to be the only returning person from the original show that is coming back onto this. That being said, that also means that whoever they are hiring now has the potential to to be like Mark and I and look at this from a co- totally different lens and look at it from a almost like a world-building aspect. I don't think they were worried about that when this show originally came out. That's not what TV was doing at the time. It is what it's doing now, however, so they're going to have to have a couple of like intertwiny storylines and all this other shit. And I'm guessing that a lot of these older writers are either busy with another project mm-hmm. or that it, 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 they're not good that's not how they write anymore. And that's not the direction that Mike Judge and Greg Daniels want to go in. Um, I will say that having the creative leads, like the, the the people that were involved with its inception, still and like still having a hand in this, does give me a lot of like it gives me a lot of promise. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said that. I, I think I said almost the opposite of that about a month ago. But that was before I watched the newest Beavis and Butthead reboot that came out last year. Mm. And my judge was very involved in it. And I laughed hysterically at all of the episodes. I'm looking really forward to about a month, a little over a month from now when we get another season. Um, Yeah. No, like if if it ends up anything like that, the spirit of it is still there. And I I want to imagine that Judge and Daniels don't want that to go away. Right. So. Right. I, I I'm I'm sad because we have so many great writers that we've seen in this that you know we're not going to get a chance to see again. What would I do, Mark, for one more episode written by the Allens or one more episode written oh. by Cybert Glarum? Oh, like, the Allens. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yep. Like. Yep. And, and and I know now, like they've confirmed it. I'm not going to get another one. I yeah. will get another Norm Hiscock episode, but even then. Eh, so real quick, real quick, this is what Norm Hiscock wrote for the OG run. Propane boom. And they call it okay. Bobby Love, Peggy's pageant fever, as old as the yeah. hills, to kill a lady bird, old glory, the buck stops here, Bobby goes nuts, the bluegrass is always greener, dances with dogs, and flirting with the master. So most of those, I would say probably 75% of those just listening, are mm-hmm. ones that I enjoyed. Yeah, so... But hopeful, I guess, it's, right? It's, it is. It is hopeful. I just, I, I'm sorry. I've got a bad taste in my mouth every time I hear Bobby goes nuts. You're all right. Buddy. I hate. I hate that it's the single solitary moment in this entire series that everything boils down to. But yeah, we've already had a whole episode dedicated to that. We don't need another one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We do need one dedicated to episode 166, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Alamo. All right, so the original air date for this episode, Mark, April 18th, 2004. This is written by our good friend Christy Stratton. We talked about her a couple episodes ago. Um, yep. She is the creator of Bless the Hearts, that mm-hmm. ill-fated one-season show on Fox that ties in via the Megalomart. Yep. Um, our cast of characters for this episode are Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Lou Ann Platter, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, fucking Principal Moss, Bruce Tuttle, Charlotte, Nancy Gribble, and the wiki didn't credit her, but I went on IMDb and looked it up, and Mrs. Ashmore, Bobby's teacher, is here. She's actually uh. our guest star, because Tuttle is also our guest star here, but it's fucking David Herman, and... I, not a guest I, star if you're a regular. No, no, he's he is a fucking regular, and he's incredible at this point. It's amazing. Yes, um, we love you, Mrs. Yeah. A- Mrs. Ashmore, I believe, has her character has uh, or her actress has also been on this show. I think, 
Um, I just don't remember what character. So the actress's name is Elizabeth Perkins. She is uh, the female love interest in the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Yes, you talked about her. Yeah, and I and don't so I want to know. Where. Maybe maybe it's the same teacher. Honestly, it it could have been. But, it might be. Yeah, so uh, I think this is the second time we've seen her, but she's kind of our pseudo guest star this episode. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. You ready for synopsis, Mark? Give it to me, buddy. Bobby is missing a crucial story from Texas history, so Hank teams up with a local artist to tell the real story of the Alamo. More local art. <laughs> yeah, I gotta love it. <laughs> Guys, this is, why you, this is why you should never support local art, because without that, you... you I mean, you, you need local art to have other art, but honestly, you really don't need local art because 95% of it's just trash. <laughs> yes. Except for mine. Mine's really good. Buy mine. Go go to my Etsy store, please. <laughs> yes, and my Etsy store. She was in Get Your Freak Off. <laughs> okay, okay. She was Ruth Brown. I don't know who that is. Uh, so to... it's one of the, she's one of the parents. She's the one that walks in and sees the cool parents with them at the ice cream shop. Damn, dog, look at you go. Cheers yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all you had to say was get your freak off, and I remembered exactly where she was because she was not the main character in that. Right it was on. just like, a, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um. So our A story characters this episode, Hank and Bobby. B story characters, Peggy and Luann. Um, let's just jump right into notes, man. Let's let's do it. Um, Number one, that title, you know what it's from? Uh, I do. It's from a very f- semi-famous movie with a very famous director, isn't it? Uh, I believe it is. Doctor, Doctor Strangelove. Strangelove. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's a Stanley Kubrick. Yes, it is. Probably his third best. I. It's one of my all-time favorites of his. Like, I would definitely throw it in the top three. It's yep. not higher than The Shining for me, and it's not higher than uh, Clockwork Orange for me, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, his, his title is, uh, or how I, it's Dr. Strangelove or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you guys are into older style movies that are just kind of ridiculous and almost farcical to a point, go and watch that one. It's for a black and white. It holds up pretty well. It's kind of too fucking real. <laughs> like, but yeah. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Uh, anyway, moving on, Johnny, we have a sighting of a person, but it's not kid Howard. It's that kid in the class. I spotted, huh? I spotted Kid Howard in the class. I thought I did, and then I got a good look at him, and that kid's jaw is huge. That is not Kid Howard. <laughs> okay, well then, uh, fuck my first note in here, because I th- I said spotted Kid Howard. I must not Stan have very Smith Howard. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Um, all right, Johnny, what did Peggy really buy the Victoria's Secret? Wrong answers only go. It wasn't the athletic sock. You don't think it's the athletic socks? Nope, wrong answers only. Um, ooh, I kind of want Peggy to have bought a negligee. Okay, okay. And to just instantly go, no, this isn't working, but be too embarrassed to bring it back. <laughs> also or, i swear to god you're looking at my notes again because you got my first two notes in here holy shit did i really you did i'm so sorry um, it's okay so number one b story that we are robbed of peggy buying a negligee 
and liking it, but Hank not being into it. So she just wears it around the house because she likes the way she looks in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then she eventually gets rid of it and Bill finds it. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And I'm saying she bought a whole like fishnet deal, you know, the whole schmear. <laughs> um, I really like Peggy's just yes anding herself into instant evil with Flat Stanley. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. She just just all of a sudden just does it. She doesn't even care. Um, a couple weeks ago, what was it? That's what she said. I bitched about how they were plugging Olive Garden. Now they're plugging Taco Bell and Whataburger. And God damn yeah. it, we have Taco Bueno in Ireland. We've already established that. I don't care, whatever. Um, well, and I mean, Whataburger doesn't bother me because we've seen Bobby go to Whataburger before. Like, not to mention yeah, that's and- a very quintessential Texas thing. But Olive Garden fucking isn't, and neither is Taco Bell. Uh, yes, and, but also, like, I. We've, you're right. We've seen Whataburger enough times. Like, but I think mm-hmm. it's different too because they always like change the spelling or something. Like, right. I don't know. It just, and I know I shouldn't get upset about it, but it really bugs me. Also, Taco Bell shouldn't be in Texas history. That was uh, founded in California. And the only reason right. I know that is because Amanda loves to watch those Foods That Built America shows. And I now get to know that, but it's just, that's my point. Taco Bell isn't a Texas thing. Why is it in a Texas history book? Oh, because Fox needed a plug and make some goddamn money. That's why, because the politics of television changed and now we're just advertising. And I, boy, it makes me upset. I'm just bummed to see it happen. We, we actively get to watch this happen now with hindsight, like showing us that (coughs) it's going to happen to us, you know? Yeah. Um, Poor Luann at Larson Pork Products Redux. Holy shit. Ooh. That's the Larson Pork Building, right? I don't know, but I that's so that's in my cons. And I'm going to bring it up since you did. Um, the it's holy a- mother of recurring trauma. Leave Luann out of the pork plant skit. Do it if you're okay with it. Clearly, Peggy didn't take any lasting trauma from that experience. Because she was also fucking there when a guy got murdered and turned into sausage. But, like... Oh my God, do not traumatize your niece. But did you also catch how that was the second avatar of Luann's woe in this series? Where do they get their first job yeah. at? Where? Fucking Megalomart, a place that explodes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're also, right. Also, oh, also, also note. Also, wow, I didn't even realize, like, dude, I mean, we know that Peggy was a bitch. Like, she's terrible, but wow. Number one. Number two, this is Peggy gets a job? question mark episode yeah. i i don't care i'm she's bored i don't care i just whatever <laughs> um yeah no that's the, the like the two places that luann platter knows are the i am so proud of peggy for not taking her to a goddamn trailer park man like yeah <laughs> and this is how flat stanley got stabbed with a fork by his mama like um, you got to put him in orange palazzo pants, Mark. <laughs> Flat Stanley's ass was so big, Uncle Hank. <laughs> um, Tuttle isn't okay. Tuttle isn't wrong. Like okay, okay. So number one, yes, history is written by the winner. All that good shit, right? And Tuttle right. brings up the point: How do we know that this isn't what happened? Like. The Battle of the sure. Alamo was a crushing defeat against Texas. Like, it was a sweeping loss. 
it devastated them, but it was also like the first big round them up and get horny to, you know, go all battle a Goliath on them and get them fuckers when they're sleeping. But like, right. So yes, there's that. But like, yeah, it was 1830. Of course I'll fucking have slave. Like there's the whole bit about like, we are scared and we're slaveholders and all this shit. And yes, I understand Hank getting weird mm-hmm. about that bit, but like, Tuttle's not wrong, but he's an asshole because, like, he just flips shit into, like, fucking historical fiction territory. And it's like, say that, you know, Sam Houston was blitzed off his gore. And I don't know the, like, actual, you know, circumstance. I'm just, you know, trying to, I'm trying to, like, do this as the episode laid it out. But, like, say that Sam Houston was blitzed out of his gourd on opium. Say that Davy Crockett was a failed senator. And, like, yeah, say all this shit. Do all this shit because you need to know who these people also were, not just as, like, these lionized heroes as we should know them. Yeah. But Tuttle is an asshole. Don't make up shit. Like... Oh, it's the, it's the History Channel's version of history at this point. Yeah, well, he's sensationalizing half of the facts most of the time. I don't remember which character it is that's being portrayed, but it's like, oh, I'm going to have to do this sober. And it's like, okay, the, the joke you're making or the point you're trying to make here is that this person that is so highly revered was also shit-faced the entire time. But you also got to stop and remember, how readily available was just clean water versus clean whiskey? Yeah. Like, people drank fucking whiskey all goddamn day. Because they knew it was clean and they knew it was sanitary. They knew, yeah, this is probably going to get me all fucked up. But at the same time, I need some of something to live to survive. So it's like you, you're giving half the story here and you're yeah, painting it in yeah. one specific fucking way. So I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, my teeth are. Oh, here, Mark. I got you this. It's called cocaine. Like. You know? Yeah, because at the time, that's what it is. That's what you fucking use. Oh, hey, Mark, I got a headache. You want some Tylenol? Nah, fuck that. Give me the laudanum. Oh, what's that? Oh, basically heroin. Yeah, like, it just... <laughs> you can't... You know, Mark? Yeah. I, I was I was looking over the, your, your very classified medical records from when you were ruler and, and head politician of the universe, and I oh, just yes. happened to point out your, your crippling heroin addiction. Needless to say that your planet is made up of 80% heroin. <laughs> sorry, that's a Rick and Morty reference I for everybody. I need your but penis. No, like, I'm sorry. My yeah. heart is breaking and I need your penis to stick in there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Guys, Rick and Morty's not all bad, just most of it. It's fine. It's people who idolize a cartoon and put too much stock in a cartoon. And that's what we're doing right now, but in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) In a better way. I got one final note. Well, okay, I got two notes. Uh, This is a general pro, but I'm just also going to call this out because I I, I started making tallies. I I found that, like, I can make tallies on certain points. And I made this tally a couple times. This is a really good Hank and Bobby episode. Yeah. The two genuinely care for each other. There's a lot of good growth. There's a lot of good moments. Um Bobby is fired up. Hank is fired up. It's, it's great. But then at the same time, Bobby gets to be the reasonable kid. Like when he knows that this play is going to suck and he goes, dad, I don't want to go to summer school. Like, yeah. So even though he knows it's wrong and he's like, this is what's going to happen. I can't really get out of this. Like Hank is supportive. He's there. He wants to be there for his boy and for Texas. Like there's that bit when they're standing there watching the sunset and he, you know, and he kind of chokes up and we will not surrender. This is just a great, I will, 
I don't know how to say this. I'll just say it. This episode would make me feel proud to be a Texan because, God damn it, yeah. it's, you know, there's some good bits in it, you know? That's the steroids, kids. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> finally, I really miss Strike, especially one Strike in particular with Flats, and I know you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a note for you and me. How about notes for me, buddy? What do you got? Um, so let's see here. You, we already mentioned Kid Howard and we already mentioned Peggy's, uh, paper bag here, but I've got a couple other ones here. Uh, fucking Carl Moss. He quotes the serenity prayer early in the episode. Do you know what the serenity prayer is, Mark? Yeah. The one that they teach you at Alcoholics Anonymous about what is it? God grant me the serenity to, oh, accept okay. the it, things I cannot change. The courage accept to the things, the things I, cannot I can change. Yep. And the strength to, no, the strength to change and the wisdom the to, can, and the serenity to and know the wisdom the to know the difference. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't so, yeah. go to AA meetings, so I couldn't tell yeah. you. No, yeah. I, I literally have it written out. That's how I know it. But oh, okay. I, I thought it was, I thought it was a weird thing for him to say other than like, all right, do you want it to tell us that Moss is an alcoholic? And that's why he's quoting this because he just goes, you know, there's serenity prayer, Hank, because I can't change this. It's like, okay, why did you need to bring that up? To make well, that point. Don't we find out that he is? Isn't that the point of Bill's house is his wife kicks him out because he's a drunk? No, I don't think so. Cause he's living in this. No, cause he's not in Bill's house. He's got a whole separate episode where he's living with Bill. That's what I'm saying. But well, maybe, yeah, maybe I just feel like, isn't that a plot point? Isn't Moss a drunk? Mm, he might be. I don't remember that specifically I, being like, it would be but... a reasonable jump to think that he's like, but it's also, I feel like that was, I don't know. Maybe that's a retro reference rage before we decided that instead of, you know, having serenity and the ability to accept minor inconveniences that you can be a fucking Karen and throw fit and get your way. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know about that one. Um, I've got a note here that just says Lulies with an exclamation point. Cause that's where, um, Hank and Tuttle go to eat. Yes. And I don't know if we've ever been inside Lulies before. We have. Have we? I know we have. I don't. I well, cause I mean, it's it's not the the mainstay of a lot of of Ireland. Don't they go to um, Lulies in Company Man to eat pie? Isn't that where they get pie at? I don't think that's Lulies. I think that's um. It must be somewhere different. I maybe I'm wrong though. No, you might be. You're probably right. I I'm sure you're right. I just because we've called out Lulies before. I just don't remember why or when. Well, because it's, I mean, it's a playoff of the Tex, actual Texas restaurant, Luby's, that has Luby's, the Luann yeah. platter. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, it, but it's mentioned a bunch of different times, but maybe maybe that is where they've gone. Um, I'll have to, on my next rewatch, I'll keep an eye open for it. But to me, and it just kind of I'll go back here and listen to all our episodes and I'll let you know too. Please do. Please do. <laughs> um, and then my last note here is uh, I, I dug up the Wikipedia description of the character that Bobby is playing, James Butler Bonham. Oh, cool. So he is, he was born February 20th, 1807 and died March 6th, 1836. He was a 19th century American soldier who died at the Battle of the Alamo during the Texas Revolution. He was the second cousin of William Travis and was messenger of the Battle of the Alamo. His younger brother, Millage Luke Bonham, was a brigadier general of the Confederate States in the American Civil War. And he served as the governor of South Carolina from 62 to 64. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um... Homeboy definitely didn't have to go probably to the Alamo. He didn't have to be in Texas. It sounds like his family came from money mm-hmm. or at least pretty high up in status. If he, if his brother was a brigadier general, but well, most of them hey. did like, 
Davy Crockett was a senator or congress congress congressman. Um, okay. I want to say David Bowie. Um, Jim Bowie was a lawyer, and I want to okay. say he was like heir to a pretty sizable southern plantation. Like, okay, I don't know. I think a lot of the heroes of the Alamo were, or not the heroes, but like the great men that you'd call them of the Alamo, the ones that like we the, kind one, of the memorable when ones died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know there's a couple really heavy hitters in there. I mean, like Austin okay. and Travis, like there, there's fucking yeah. Austin and Travis counties. Like that's why they're named that because of the guys that were there. So, right? Are you sure it's yeah. not the Million Dollar Man or the professional wrestler? Both of them. <laughs> Johnny, that joke uh, was so anyway. bad it gave me a broken skull. Hey, hey. there we go. <laughs> well, Mark, we can build it better, faster, and stronger. Uh, let's move on to pros. <laughs> that's charlie's angels i'm sorry <laughs> Fuck, damn it, that's Mark. okay i'm just i'm just impressed that we managed to fit so many fucking steve austin jokes in here it's the steroids man they're they're doing work <laughs> also excuse me i gotta take a hit yeah oh my god look guys i will be back next week it's fucking viral or bronchitis and fucking walking pneumonia. I'm just not all there this week. I'm sorry. Um, am I on my pros? Are you on your pros? Where are we? We're on your pros, buddy. On my pros. Number one, pay. I am trying so hard because now I already called myself out. And this is a general note for you to look out for me. Okay. Sure. Am I genuine? And this is also me looking out for me. Am I genuinely enjoying Peggy or am I trying to get up on her size twenties to justify my position that in the new upcoming seasons, we are just going to shit on her. So I want to love her because mm. I've come to love her in this time. Either one. Okay. I don't care because the answer to this first one is, is it going to rain today? Oh, why am I asking you? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. The greatest takedown in Nancy Hicks Gribble. Oh my God. It was amazing. And I laughed my ass off and it was great. Burn Peggy point to you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was amazing. Um, side pro, sorry, Con, or, um, Peggy and Luann the entire time, even though everything they're doing is terrible. I don't care. It's really funny. Like, yeah okay <laughs> um and then just a general pro because i stopped and i just watched this episode you guys okay so number one i was gonna make up you know how i want to do i'll make up some pithy little like crash course and whatever the hell it is um i american history is amazing and there's so many different points to it and hank really points this out when he's talking about you know there was Americans and Mexicans and Spanish and the French. And I don't know how the French got in there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much to it. Just guys go pick up a book about the history of the American West. Yes, it is terrible. Yes, it is depressing. I can personally recommend the indifferent stars above and the journey of crazy horse. Um, two amazing books about Western history from native American. And then like the pioneer standpoints, um, there is so much to it. There is so much depth. Um, Hank Hill is a resounding pro in this because it is important to have a knowledge and a certain amount of pride in your own history. Like, not just your own personal, yeah. but like your country's. Know, know who you are. Know why we are the way we are. Know where like, you came from. 
know why you can get so upset doing a King of the Hill podcast because you say America sucks when it's like, nah, fuck that, man. We're this great experiment. We got to win. And yeah. it's important to get there. And I'm sorry, again, this is the steroids, kids. Well, this is the yeah. gold pills. But, like, nah, I got kind of For- choked up watching this episode. Like, and, you know, you and I have kind of, I would almost say, not railed, but spent, what, a hundred and, I think this is our 80th episode. This is 165, The King of the Hill. Like, yeah. kind of talking some shit on Texas. But then at the same time, too, like, just the history of the American West from the prehistory to the Spanish invasion to the Mexican Empire to the American Empire. Like, it's just, it's all beautiful yeah. and it's tragic and it's so fucking cool. And go read everything you can, kids. God, like, just get Audible. Just, or not Audible. Yeah, Audible. <laughs> just get fucking Audible and just return the book and say you didn't like it after you listened to it. But just, like, go learn things, kids. Go fucking learn things. All right, that's my pro. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I just watched and I just got really into this bit and I was just like, God, it's so great and Hank is so proud and we should be proud, but you should know all of it, the good and the bad, and just take, take yeah. all bits of it in. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I got... Good. I'm almost no, crying. Holy shit. <laughs> you're uh, you're demonstrating the kind of nationalism that everybody thinks they're doing, but very few actually are. Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good things to be proud about in your country. You also have to be able to accept the shit that like it's going to turn out and make you look really really bad. Um, um us as Americans, we're very fortunate to say hey, we've only been a country for 250 years, so we don't have 2,000 years worth of really shitty things going on in our past that you can throw back at us. Now, our unfortunate thing is for all 250 of those years, we have a really good fucking record of what everything did, like everybody did. So every good thing and every bad thing is right fucking there. You know, you don't get massive swatches of time where the, things are just gone. You know, we don't have a, uh, a a great hall of Alexandria that had all these Dead Sea Scrolls in it that just vanished and or got fucking destroyed. And so now we're missing 500 years worth of our history. No, at least since America and the United States has been a thing, we know exactly what the fuck we are. And we know exactly what the fuck we've done, good and bad. Yeah. But you have to take them both and you have to use them both. You cannot just hyper-focus on one of them. Um, yeah, it's got to be worse at all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, you and I get very impassioned upon subjects and it's. I think it's because we want, it's not that we're calling out our country for being shitty. We want it to be better because we know it fucking can be. Yeah, it's, it's that hopefulness, man. Like it's, yeah. You so. know, I no, I got, I get horned up on this, you know, like, Shit, man, my my grand my great grandparents were you know shit kicker dirt farmers in Nebraska from Greece. Like, they came here to make a better life, and like, I just get kind of down sometimes. And I do think that maybe you and I, and I don't mean to get so weird. I'm sorry. This is just supposed to be pros no. and happy, but you and I do tend to get a little bit political here. And I think my problem is I get generally annoyed because I feel like we're so much better than this shit. You know, like we as a collective damn. are, yeah. There is a minute there, though, when Hank Hill was right in his pride for America, and I want to go back to that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I, that's where I'm at. That's what I want. And we're just so much better than the shit we're doing, guys. I just, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know. I just. But my <laughs> so point let's is, let's get into some more pros. Go if fucking you got any. history. No, that's it. Go fucking read your history books, kids. Um, I can personally yeah. recommend anything by um Tom Holland. 
and or Max Hastings. That's not Tom Holland as in Spider-Man. That's Tom Holland, the historian. Um, him or Max Hastings. Amazing shit. Good go listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Like, just go... Just go learn everything you can. Go listen to Two Wizards. We try and do it, and I don't even do a good job. Like, <laughs> fuck, you know, but man, just go learn everything you can because there's so much importance. Like, right now, you in this moment, you are here as a result of 2.3 billion years of evolution boiling down and distilling into this singular point, and I am talking to you in your ear hole. Go fucking read a book, guys. All right, John, pros, talk to me. Um, the bizarre B story in this episode is very fun. I think you already hit that. Um, and you also definitely already hit my next one here, which is that we're getting a lot more of Bobby and Hank together and bonding together. And I am very okay with that because it's leading to a lot of very good resolution in episodes and a lot of growth in episodes. This is the sort of shit that it's like, cool, you've spent seven years developing a character. What really cool hard shit are you going to dig into? What new areas have you not really explored? And this is a great example of that. Like you said, um, Bobby Bobby figures out pretty quickly that this guy and his vision of things is not what he wants, but he doesn't want to go to summer school. And so he very clearly tells Hank, like, I understand, Dad. I, I'm picking up what you are telling me here, but I really don't want to go to summer school, so I'm just going to kind of suck it up and do this. And it 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 makes Hank stop and realize, like, my kid's making his own decision and that's important as shit. I'm not going to ruin that for him. Yeah. So it's, I, it's a great, great moment. Oh, it's like um, for a protest too. When Hank totally backs it and just, yeah, like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, it, I know it's a throwaway joke and it shouldn't be valid, but I think it is. Selena is fucking huge in, in Texas still. <laughs> yeah. So it's honestly not surprising to me that there is some, like in a new age textbook, that there is some mention of her. So that's funny to me. <laughs> that's a pro to me. Um, okay. And that, that and the recreation at the end that Tuttle is doing, like yeah. the bits and pieces that we see, it's so it's a pro and it's a con for me. But the pro part is it's insanely entertaining. Yeah. Like it's like watching a weird performance art, like just train wreck. Well, it's like Hamilton, I really, but it's good. Yeah, like ooh, like I really want to watch a show that William Travis runs around in a dress for no other reason that yeah, I wanted to take him down a notch. I'm in the middle of Texas. I want to just take him down a notch. To me, that to, that's entertaining. That is entertaining as fuck to me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's what I got. That's what I got for pros. Give me cons. Um, some cons. Number one, textbooks. God damn, I just con Whoa. textbooks. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's where a bulk of our problems are now because we tried to teach a standardized test for 20 years and didn't work. And I was very fortunate to teach in a school that had e-readers and the class that I taught didn't use them, but, um, the yeah. kids that did get them, it changed their lives and they just, Hey, here's this thing. Do whatever you want. It's got literally the entire library and these kids read and some of them just read comic books. It doesn't matter. They still read and yeah. yeah kids go read a goddamn book i know our listenership is like our age but we're all god's children so go read a fucking book guys read a book read a book 
Read a farewell to arms. Just read that and then talk to me next week. It'll t- you can read that in a week when we come back and tweet at me and I will give you your book report on a fair. You d- do that and I'll shout it out. I don't care. Tell me tell me what fucking books you read. That's the Dangle Podcast Challenge for April. <laughs> we are yes. bringing back the Pizza Hut Kid Club for reading books. I don't know how we're doing it, but God damn it, we're going to do it. Um, we'll send you a Rockadillo sticker. <laughs> That's my obligatory once a week Rockadillo reference. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Oh, don't worry. The radio show is coming too. I don't want to go to summer school. Half the kids are pregnant. Bobby is in middle school. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> um, firearm safety is the biggest threat to kids these days. Holy shit. Peggy hit that one too hard. Yep. Um, but why don't we t- just why don't we just like have kids not use guns, Mark? <laughs> why? Why? Instead, we have a bulletproof <laughs> pull-down fucking shield that can just eat the bullets. That's better. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of things that can shield you, um, a hug is a shield. You know who needs a hug? Goddamn Tuttle. That dude is sad. Like <laughs> that poor little manlet just needs a hug. Oh, Tuttle. Um, Con, I hate when TV does theater. And this is just me. And you. I'm sure, I don't know if you get this, but like, you're a theater major. I was a theater major. I hate watching theater on TV because it just gets weird. Like, there's the dude, the one that sticks out to me is there's like homeboy dumping liquor on his face already. It's like, that's a thing that happens on stage, dude. What are you doing? Like, yeah, there's all these bits going on. It's like. Oh, but it's in 30 minutes. It's like there's actors eating in costume. They're not in places. No one's in makeup. It just really bothers me. And I, I noticed sure. it. Yeah, I just noticed it watching this. Um, Those are my cons. What do you got from you, my guy? Um, <laughs> Children must learn to shoot guns, apparently. That's a okay. con for me. Okay, um, okay. con, are- con. Children should learn to shoot. Fucking put hunter safety and firearm safety into schools as part of curriculum. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, we already talked about the uh, uh, Peggy taking Luann to the pork pork plant. Like, oh yep. my god, yikes, <laughs> yikes. Um, <laughs> it's, but it's the same thing. <coughs> we get to see it. We get to rewatch Pygmalion murder. We get to rewatch Trip oh. Larson get killed in Flat Stanley. And Luann gets to see it. And I, okay, can we put him? I know we're not gonna. I know this isn't gonna come up again. But can we watch to see if Luann has like a weird regression in the next like three weeks? Because I bet she does. Anyway, how sorry. how uh, how how quickly is Lucky introduced, Mark? Because we may have just broken her and and made the perfect person for Lucky. Oh, oh no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am mentally putting this on my list because I can't find my pen. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we need to figure out how quickly Lucky's going to get introduced into this equation. Um, do you? Since you were an educator, Mark, did, who do you think should get to say what people learn in the public school system? Parents, elected officials, organizations, teachers, a mix of all of them. Like, if you could wave a magic wand and fix that, who would you say gets to set the standard? Um, the best answer that I give for this is that I, okay, so like, you know, the canon, right? And I'm being very specific here in English. Um, you yeah. know, the canon, the classics that you teach, you're going to learn Romeo and Juliet. You're probably going to yeah. read 
uh, to kill a mockingbird of mice and men. All these, sh- all this shit that we bought super cheap from a Scholastic Book Club in the 30s and 40s, and just kind of kept on hand. Um, I don't believe in a canon. I don't believe that we need to have. Uh, I th- okay, so and again, this is very broad strokes I'm painting with here. Um, I think you need to have a representation of everybody in all the things that you do. By all means, throw some August Wilson in. Throw Malcolm X's autobiography in. Um, but then also throw in um, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle and throw in all this shit. Throw it. It needs to be everybody. Because, again, like if I can go back to my original theory that we're not a melting pot, we're an experiment. Find all the big ones. Take the second most popular one and teach them that. Nobody needs to ever read fucking Huckleberry Finn and or I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Okay. But, like, they could read Their Eyes Were Watching God and they could read, I don't know, um... I don't fucking know anything by Robert E. Howard. Josh and I just read some and it was just as good as anything by Mark Twain. I'm sorry. Like there's so yeah. much and it's like, you can't look at the source. Um, I'm sorry. Kids ought to, not kids. Well, yeah, no, fuck it, man. Like kids probably ought to be reading some chapters of Watchmen, you know, like, okay. There's so much. It's so vast. Like we should be pouring in all things, but really I think it should be more of a structured deal. Like give them six books. Make a lesson plan, make a curriculum with, it's going to be, I don't know, what what are we saying here? We'll say six weeks. We'll say there's eight weeks in a semester. You got to read six books in that eight weeks, and I need you to write me five papers. I don't need a paper on every book, but I want to know how you feel about it. Like, And you get a broad spectrum. Yeah. And there's going to be kids that only gravitate toward African-American literature or Latino literature. There's going to be that one weird kid that only wants to read like World War II books. Okay cool have them yeah no like have them read um from world war one now it can be told like because that's a horrible story about the german side of the of the first world war that no one reads like right go do that go give them a variety make reading cool like man dude bring back i don't know if they exist anymore but i'm sure they don't because i haven't heard or seen them, but Scholastic Book Club. Like, bring back that shit. Bring back Pizza Hut's Kid Club, man. Like, make reading and education cool. Make it something that you want to seek out. But then also, those kids that aren't good at reading, fucking say, here, Johnny. This is not, I'm sorry, I can't use you as an example. Fucking say, here, (laughs) Tommy. I didn't mean you. I didn't, I swear I didn't mean you. You're fine. Um, Fucking say, here, Tommy. Here's this auto, here's this audio book. Go to town. And then he can hear, like, Julia, like, you know, uh, Shakespeare in Shakespearean, like, tome, and he just hears the word. the iambic and, and all that, yeah. Watch, watch Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet, because that's the best fucking representation you'll ever get of Romeo and Juliet. And don't be afraid to pull from all the sources, and I think that's my roundabout problem, because I've been talking for a really long time. Pull from everything, <laughs> get a group of shit, and stop teaching to a test, like... There's so much shit out there that you can learn, guys. Like, God, just go read The Indifferent Stars Above. Just go read that and then feel bad about anything. I triple dog dare you. Like, gotcha. It's about the Donner Party. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole bit in there and, like, they are at the last camp and there's a mom that has kept her baby alive somehow this whole time. And she writes about how she was astounded to look down and see the baby was still alive and trying to breastfeed, even though she'd been dry for like a month. Damn. Like, and it's just, it's just so terrible. It's terrible. It's so, go read that shit. Go read all the things. 
Ah, Johnny, what do you think education should be, buddy? <laughs> um, well, not uh, no. So I asked that because my last con in here is um, it shouldn't be what it shouldn't be what Tuttle is doing. What Tuttle is doing is is he's making he's bringing everything up intentionally, yes, and just making it woke just just to make a point just because it had never been done before you can teach the good with the bad that's honest i don't care who teaches but you need to teach both sides of a thing you have to teach that not everything is black not everything is white that we as humans are 99.999 percent of the time living in gray yes and you have to teach that. I don't. I don't give a shit if if a, all a kid wants to do is sit and read manga all goddamn day. Cool, you're gonna read manga all goddamn day. But what you're going to learn is that you, if somebody disagrees with you, you're gonna learn how to compromise, and you're gonna learn to see things from their perspective. Yeah. And if I can figure out a way to in your mangas that that can show that in a story that you're reading, cool. That's what I'm going to teach you. Um, it's teaching is it's lost its way because it's so much about the subject material versus what you need to be lasting and actually like what you need to stick with a kid i can't tell i read romeo and juliet in high school i can't tell you why i read it (laughs) you know i don't know what the lesson because it's part of the common core it's part of like the common canon of education like Mm -hmm. yeah you know, if I was to have a kid read Romeo and Juliet, which as a teacher, I probably would, I would have a reason for them. Cool. This is why you have to look at impulsivity because um, the impulsive uh, uh, Romeo killed himself when he didn't need to. Yeah. You know, you're going to learn a lesson about impulsivity. I don't really give a shit if you pick it up from this or if you pick it up from like the the fucking Super Bowl that you watched where the dude got really pissed off and, and punched the referee in the face. I like... You're going to learn one way or another that impulsivity is the, is the, the issue here. So I, hmm. that's honestly, that's my answer to that question. And my, it, my last con in here is just that as much as I enjoy and am entertained by the recreation that they do of the Alamo, it's also way, way too fucking woke. Is it and woke or like, is it just that fucking, I don't think it's woke. I think it's like, it's that alternate history shit. It's not even... It's a white gay. It's a white guy, white shaming everybody there. Is that what it is? Is that why? I'm not disagreeing That's with you what on, I got. on on you on you using woke. I just, I'm sorry. The word woke anymore doesn't mean what it meant fucking two years ago. And I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. No, you're, I, right. you're right. The the politics of language has already changed, and I just didn't adapt quick enough. I was yeah. sorry. I just you say no, woke good. at this point. I'm like, oh, Florida. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, well, I say we move on to favorite moments here because I don't want to talk about cons anymore or the before, education system. <laughs> before you that, I've got one more con for you. You said, when oh, do we yeah. see the appearance of Lucky? Um, this is episode 17 of season eight. We're going to see him okay. in four episodes on the redneck on rainy street. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck me running dog. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I just unlocked a portion of your brain. Oh, listeners, join me next week when I am on laudanum. <laughs> well, that'll be the week after. But yeah, <laughs> three weeks time, listeners, uh, in April, laudanum. Uh, uh, what are we on? Favorite moments? Yeah. Favorite moments, buddy. <laughs> oh, because I read it and it made me laugh. How many times does he have to get shot? 
until he learns his lesson. <laughs> I, who, <laughs> I was broken. I was yep. broken. I, I don't, again, you guys, I'm sorry. It's, it's the cold pills and the steroids and I just, I'm not me this week, I guess, but holy shit. I laughed wait. How many times does he have to get shot at Peggy until he learns his lesson? <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I, I had a feeling that flat Stanley was going to resonate with you. <coughs> I don't even remember this storyline. <coughs> I don't even know what flat Stanley is. I like, I thought it was a joke. They made up for the show until it's Amanda not, did they... one for her niece like a year ago. And yep, I just, <coughs> God damn, sorry. I just, it's okay. Whew, it got me. How about you, buddy? Um, so it's, it's not one specific line or anything. Usually it's one that tickles my funny bone, but it's, it's Hank's message to Bobby. That's like one of the better things he's ever said to him. It just says, we can't shut this thing down just cause we don't like what he's saying. Yes. Yes. And if that ain't the best representation of the first fucking amendment I've ever seen that n- apparently most of our country just doesn't want to acknowledge anymore. Um guys, learn to see things from another perspective. Learn to learn to accept that there are some people you're just never going to get through to. But do your best to be impartial. That's what Hank Hill has taught me this week. Hopefully yeah. he can teach you guys that too. Um <laughs> Like well, we're to ratings, man. We're to ratings. Uh, what did you give it? Um, I gave it a butane. Okay. So for me, this is I, I didn't love this episode. I definitely didn't hate this episode. It just made me feel like weird, awkward limbo for some reason. Like halfway through it, I felt like I kind of didn't want to keep watching it, and then every now and then I would hear a line, and I'm like, oh nope, but now I do want to keep watching it. I definitely felt that that sense of patriotism and pride and nationalism that you were talking about earlier in the episode, like had moments of that. And then I also had moments of God, I really wish that our country was better off. And I really wish more people could take this shit to heart. So this episode made me think too much. And I don't like to think when I'm watching this show, I like to laugh when I'm watching this show. So it's a butane. It's middle of the road. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about you, buddy? I mean, you you flagged ratings before because it made you think too much. Like, well, you charcoaled the Anne yeah. saga because, yeah, I no, I because it totally made me fucking uncomfortable. Rights. Yeah, I think you're yeah. totally within your rights. Yeah, um, I gave it also a butane, so it's a two-tane. Um, this nice. is a really all right okay. episode. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna go back and watch it if it's on. I'll check it out. I kind of remember not sure. liking this one when I was younger, and I was surprised to see it now. So yeah, it was. It was fine. Um, kids, yeah. please go read a book. That's all I ask. Like, yes, yes. Read a book. Keep yourself educated. You're the you're the masters of your own fucking mind. So, yeah. There you go. Yep. Fear is the mind killer. Or I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny, buddy. Yes, Mark. I picked up this book here, and it has one question inside of it. Oh. Do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about yourself? I still love King of the Hill. Having a great time. This has been great. <laughs> it's, it's a good week. This is a good week, guys. It's a good week. Um, well, I'm going to tell these fine folks where they can find us. Please do, sir. 
Yeah, you guys out there can always reach us at Dangle Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page you can join, and we're always happy to engage with you there. If you like to email, we can email us at danglepodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you are like some of our really awesome uh, listeners, you can reach out to me personally uh, on Instagram at Krautball. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. I really, uh, I have a good time talking with you guys. So, um, hey, I, I go to school most of the day and I, that's pretty much it. Either that or I'm talking with my wife for like hours on end because she's still in Germany and I'm here. But Mark, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast. Uh, this week, Josh and I discussed uh, close encounters of the third kind that only happened one time. And I gotta Ooh. say, I am real, real proud of it. So go check us out over there. And yeah, like Johnny was saying, hit us up on any one of our sh- socials. And we are more than happy to engage with you, because more than anything, at the end of the day, we just like talking King of the Hill. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, if I could, if I may, please. Uh, I think the best way to escape this podcast is in a DeLorean going 88 miles per hour. What do you think? Don't plug that yet because it's not out. But yes, <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Guys, that's going to make a whole lot of sense when you're a whole lot older. And that, I mean, like four, four weeks, four or five weeks from now, probably. <laughs> Uh, uh, incoming, like we've got a, <laughs> incoming, we've got a new podcast that's joining the High Hammock Studio. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. We'll be sure to give you a little bit more details when we got them. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Do that five star rating; it helps us a ton. Apparently, um, go tell somebody. Just say, "Hey, Dangle Podcast is pretty cool." Hey, if you're on the King of the Hill subreddit, jump on there and be like, "Hey, man." Dangle Podcast says we probably shouldn't hate on Peggy so hard. And me and Johnny will probably see it because I don't know about you, but I spend too much damn time on there. (laughs) Oh, I absolutely do too. All right, guys, well, we're getting out of here for the night. So uh, we will see you next week. Bye.